Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hands and Harry. How is everybody out there in Internet land doing? We hope you are fantastic on this evening or today, this afternoon, this morning, whenever you're listening. Uh, Harry, how you doing, buddy? You know, Papa, I am I'm doing wonderful. Uh, I am doing a lot better than our usual uh, pods uh, for a special reason, which will be revealed shortly. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing, I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Life's just, life's just okay right now. And, uh, and sometimes that's just good enough, but, um, I, uh, I, I was watching Liverpool play and, uh, I had to leave the game at halftime to do this pod. So, uh, it's not looking good right now. So we'll see how the second half looks. Uh, but, uh, I'm not very happy right there with that, but otherwise I'm, I'm okay. I want, I want to, I'll tell you what, if, if you're leaving a, a Liverpool game to come pod, that shows you know I love you because I exactly I know how much you love your Liverpool. Hans, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good. Same with Harry. You know, it, it, there's it's just like kind of like okay, and I, I think about you know it just it's just kind of like rough. I, it's a it's a short week with like Labor Day and everything, but then I and then like something kind of came across my mind where it's at least I'm not working PR for Don't Worry Darling, so uh, that's this <laughs> makes my my. You know, just turns my whole mood right around. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So you could be getting spit on by Harry Styles. So, although I guess some yeah. people might like that. <laughs> uh, Guilty guys, we uh, we have a very very special uh, visitor on the Hot Takes Pod tonight, and that is our longtime friend, uh, the one that we reference most often, and that is our our pal. Tim Pinkerton. Timmy, how you doing tonight, pal? I'm doing great, Papa. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Welcome <laughs> to the pod. Don't be nervous. Don't be shy. It's all right. We're here to talk movies. We're growing out with some, some good cinematic stuff here. Um, so, you know, all of us go way back with you. Uh, you want to dive in a little bit on, you know, what, uh, how we know you and, uh, you know, some of your, your cinematic tastes? Of course, of course. Well, um, we all worked together at a theater that will not be named uh, yeah, in the yeah. past. Um, uh, fun fact, I was the one that actually hired Harry when he was 16. Beautiful. The movie theater. Ooh, good call. Ruined my life. Responsible for all <laughs> of our misery. <laughs> and I, I used to work with Chris. I was there with Chris the night of the Batman Begins Midnight when he dressed as Batman and was running around. That was a phenomenal Beautiful. night. Of course. And, and Greg, I, of course, I aim the please. Greg, of course, we have known each other a little bit right after that. And yeah, numerous trips to Comic Cons and movies and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't mention the cowboy hat. <laughs> um, yes, I was gonna bring that up, but I thought I'd let it out. I'll let go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Uh, so, uh, welcome again, Tim. Uh, we're happy to have you on here tonight to discuss our, our topics. Uh, and those topics are what we're watching. Uh, first thing is a cinematic classic, a masterpiece, if you will. Uh, spoiler alert. That's how I feel. Uh, we're talking Steven Spielberg's Jaws. So, uh, recently, a few of us, uh, myself and and Tim and Harry, uh, we tried to get hands, but that was a no go. Uh, but we saw it in IMAX, and man, I 
the presentation was just absolutely gorgeous. Um, I, I did say I, I felt like it could have been cleaned up a little more in terms of like digital grain and stuff, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's, it's an aged movie. So maybe that's just going to be there no matter how much you clean it up. But uh, the sound was just stupendous. Uh, how was it for you guys seeing, seeing Jaws uh, in IMAX, especially after having seen it so many times, Tim, how about you? I mean, I thought it looked great. Um, I don't want to jump into Harry's comment here, but I know we had commented on how, you know, with a lot of movies like that, when, you know, from the seventies, when they remaster and redo them, they still have that grainy look. Um, yeah, but the sound quality was vastly improved and obviously seeing it like an HD and all that looked amazing. Hmm. Harry, how about you? Yeah. I mean, uh, of the three of us that went, um, for some reason, uh, you know, the fates did not allow, uh, the one of the pod to not be able to make it, uh, which, you know, Hey, listen, he made it for, for food after, and that's, and that's what counts. Um, yeah, man, I, I, uh, I was super excited to check this out. This is one of my wife's, uh, guilty pleasures. Uh, she wasn't feeling too hot, so she couldn't make it out either. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it was great. Like anytime I see anything for IMAX and Dolby, you know, this is the reason why I went to go see the Godfather. It was like re-released in Dolby. I forget if it was the 50th anniversary or 40th or 45th, whatever it was, but it's like, dude, might as well. Um, so listen, if, if anything gets released in IMAX or Dolby, good chance I'm at least having a conversation to go check it out, no matter how old it is. Um, but yeah, I, uh, the sound definitely vastly improved. I mean, obviously having those IMAX speakers and that uh, John Williams score uh, pumping through, but I'd love to hear from the man who's never seen Jaws. Uh, I mean, you kind of, you maybe have seen scenes hands. Is that true? Like, I mean, you, you kind of get it. It's a, it's a shark uh, hunting well, people. Well, well, first, before we get into that, what, what format did you watch it? And was it your themed TV VCR combo? I, I, I actually <laughs> watched it the way that Spielberg had intended it I've on had... my iPhone 13 pro. Oh, um, I'm going to throw <laughs> up. Um, so Sacrilege. also too, is this, I don't know if this is like repayment, like this is payback. For making you guys spend $3.99 on Tommy Boy. I had to rent this because I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. So nice. there we go. We're even. I paid $3.99 to watch this on my iPhone from iTunes. I still have it for another 40 hours. All right. Double <laughs> watch up, my guy. <laughs> so um, I, I don't want to dive too much into it. Yes, I have not seen. I'm 37. I haven't seen Jaws ever. I've seen bits and pieces in every movie montage that's ever out there they include where jaws comes up and brody it like stands back and he's the whole you're gonna need a bigger boat like i i know i know the gist of it yes it's a big shark that is is eating people in the ocean it's a great white um i didn't know there was so much like the first half of the movie was all that drama where the dumb town doesn't listen to their like <laughs> sheriff and um like there was all that drama of him trying to shut the beach down like i didn't know who was who and who i like I guess I think like maybe when I first saw clips of it, I thought Brody might have been the bad guy, like a, a bad guy, like not crazy. But, you know, I it, it was good to see it, like put some sense that Quint is actually a really like absolutely insane person. And war um, will do that to you. War will do that to you. Yeah. he like, I, Unless he went to war with sharks. My God. But he he, he well, was he kind of did. So he was a he was a 
a crazy, crazy person. Um, but it was, it was, it was, I actually, I, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I think that I waited too long watching this movie because I think a lot of people have seen it, uh, you know, after, you know, they've seen it when they're like teens or twenties. I went my whole life without watching this movie and it came out in 75, which we all know, like from the podcast, uh, is what I consider before Star Wars, which is very hard for me to see a movie pre Star Wars. So (laughs) if I hadn't seen a movie pre Star Wars, so it's, it kind of is like, all right, well, if I haven't seen it, yeah, it's not a surprise. (laughs) Um, so, uh, I just, a lot of people are surprised when I say I haven't seen Jaws. They're like, you're such a movie fan. Like, how how do you not like movies? Like, well, I'm like, that's my biggest thing that I hate is because my, my thing is like when I throw it around, be like, Oh, do you like action movies? Like, have you seen the raid? Like I, I like that. And I kind of like throw that back in their face. Like, should I have seen Jaws at some point as a Spielberg fan? Yes. I just have it. And I never, and I never had the desire to, um, but I, you know, for this pod, I, I was like, you know what? I watched Jaws before I watched Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think um, to your point, everybody's got those movies, right? I mean, that's why we do our Never Have I Ever Seen series, because sometimes there's just stuff you haven't seen. Harry, you didn't see The Godfather until this year, right? You referenced that yeah. earlier. It's just Me and Tim, you know, we, sometimes... uh, we, hugged, we hugged after. we. Tim, you didn't see it cried. either until this year? No. I had never seen it. That was my first time. Yeah. I think, um, I, and the first time I saw it was a couple of years ago. So I, it, it's like probably within the past like four or five years. So we're hacks, okay. is what we're telling people. Yeah, well, but yeah, but no. I mean, the, the point is, like, <laughs> yeah, everybody's got those those gaps. Um, so well, okay, well, just I'll, you know, I'm not going to dive too deep uh, into Jaws. I, I mainly want to hear what. Um, Tim and uh, and Hans have to say Hans because it was your first time Thanks. and Tim. Uh, <laughs> well, Season you and I that. have seen this plenty of times, <laughs> but my yeah. my main gist is I'm not going to go on too long. Um, so you know, just a couple of notes for me. Uh, I've seen this movie dozens of times, although I didn't see it until my mid twenties, I think. Uh, so I've only you know been watching this for about fifteen years. But once I watched it, I absolutely fell in love and I, I think it's phenomenal. Um, some scenes still get me to this day, you know, seeing uh, Hooper discover Ben Gardner's Ooh, body bah. in the uh, ocean. Yeah, that, yeah, that uh, even in the theater, dude, it made me jump. Uh, you know, yeah, I saw uh, you and Tim mentioned... grab each other during that scene because you, uh, <laughs> you both skyrocketed out of the seat. Over you? I mean, so- <laughs> yeah. yes. Sometimes you just need somebody to hold you. Um you know, hands mentioned it, but Brody chumming the water and then, you know, Jaws pops out just uh, just kind of almost stealthily. Uh, but, it, you know, that's a scene that, you know, kind of makes you jump back. And then, uh, as Quint would say, Quint's demise, uh, where he he just absolutely gets uh, torn in half and then swallowed by Jaws. Uh, you know, all of those things are still very, very visceral. And even though it's not they're not like super gory it's enough and it was done well enough that um you know it all these years later that movie magic still hits and you know it it can put you in in that and thrill you uh or at least me anyway i thought the leads were fantastic but robert shaw as quint absolutely impeccable it's shocking to me he didn't get an oscar uh, an oscar nom for uh best supporting actor i mean he was just he bodied that role, man. He just absolutely killed wow. it. 
What a what a and, and uh give me a five hour cut with four hours <laughs> on the Orco uh with Brody Hooper and Quint. I, I mentioned that to you guys after we got out of the theater, and it's like I want that movie, man. Like I, I love the chemistry between those three. And I just I all the little banter back and forth and the way they play off each other, you know, like uh Quint has respect for Brody, but at the same time, Brody's a newbie and he kind of, you know, treats him as such. And Hooper, Quint doesn't respect as much, but he also knows his stuff. So so Quint kind of gives him a little leeway there. Uh, it's just it's it's a fantastic dynamic. And, you know, even though it's not a super long scene that, uh, you know, the uh, the comparing of the scars, which leads to uh, the the telling of the USS Indianapolis story, just super powerful uh, in a short distance. So. Yeah, anytime you get those three together, it's uh, it's just tremendous. Those are just some of my initial thoughts. Uh, Tim, what about you? What 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 kind of stuff did you come into this with? Did you see anything new when you watched it this time, or you know, do you have any thoughts that you wanted to chat about? Actually, it's funny. Um, I think I had mentioned this when we were talking. One of the things that uh, I'll just jump right into something I didn't like because mm-hmm. funny, funny I did like. Um, during the, uh, I guess we'll call it the last half, so to speak, when they're on the Orca, it was kind of like, before I even saw, I was like, wait a minute, now that I can obviously see this in better quality, you know, IMAX, you know, all that HD, I'm like, is there going to be some bad stuntman shots? (laughs) And there were a few, there were a few where I'm like, Oh, that totally isn't Quint. That totally isn't Brody. But doesn't take you out of the movie, but just like a small little nitpick. Um, I mean, other than the presentation, I thought one of the things was cool in the just the beginning, like just the how Spielberg uses time, like within the first like 10 minutes, taking out the swimmer scene, you know, getting eaten, you know, spoiler alert, of course, you find out like, okay, Brody's not from the island. Brody is afraid of water. He doesn't like boats like just, and not without it saying it like, so obviously like a lot of exposition, but just characters and his reaction, like from what his wife says to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just like naturally that was pretty here cool. and there. Yeah. I, yeah. It was just a lot of, a lot of plot there that just, um, shoot you know, that kind of keeps going through uh, in regards to it. So um, Mm. I was, I was a fan, you know, as a, as a person who likes to complain about movies and it's like, we don't know what's going on with the, with the plot Um, having like a lot of things be explained about the characters uh, was definitely uh, I think helpful. Like you were saying, Tim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a question too on on the on with Brody not liking water is was there like something that I may might have missed that explains why he didn't like water like was he for whatever reason did That's I miss the New like, York dialogue? guy I think I, I'm just I, I, I agree with him beach much I, I I agree with him I hate the beach I hate the water I don't I don't go past like the waste in the water so I was just wondering like what may have happened. I mean, I'm not afraid of sharks. I'm more afraid of like jellyfish <laughs> and things like that. No, nah, they don't really dive into it. I think he's just, uh, yeah, he's used to being in an urban environment. And now all of a sudden he finds himself surrounded by water. So, you know, he's not used to that and maybe a little wary of it. And 
clearly out of his element when dealing with a uh, an animal that's terrorizing people. Yeah, not a lot of sharks in New York. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Tim, what else you got for us? Uh, so what else was on there? Uh, gosh. Uh, I think to piggyback off, uh, one of the things I do love, um, I mean, a little older than you guys, so I was around in the 70s. <laughs> and I Great had time. seen this movie very, very young. I mean, I remember, this is one of my favorite movies, if not one of my, if not my favorite. I mean, I've been watching this movie probably since I was four. Wow. So I've seen it, you know, however many times. And it's amazing. And probably some of this obviously being the adult, but all the little shots that you catch, like all the little like Spielbergian like zooms, like when the Alex gets killed and the it does like the bird's eye on Brody's face. And the yeah. uh, one of the things I love is the tenseness, like how tense it is. When his wife tells him, like, ah, oh, what now what? And he's like, Michael's in the pond. And he starts walking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. And he starts walking really fast. That was great. Yeah, it just builds. Um, yeah. And to piggyback off what you said, Greg, just the relationship between Hooper, Quentin Brody. Hooper. Yeah, Hooper. And Hooper, don't wait for me. Um, <laughs> just, you know, right. He's the, we'll call it the rich college boy. Of course, he doesn't look like any college kid I ever met, but whatever. <laughs> That's, yeah, the 70s. Um, Quint's like the working class fisherman, you know, Brody's the, you know, I guess they never really make him a tough cop, but you just assume that he's like, you know, but he's, you know, the whole water thing kind of gives him a kind of a, not a character flaw, but just like something to make it interesting. And of course, with the ending, him being kind of the, not the hero, but the one that destroys the shark, so to speak. Um, I love the barrel scenes. The barrel scenes are great. You know, it's like, and they're kind of like total in shock and awe when it's like, there's no he way. He can't go under with three. Right, Not right. Three. Exactly. <laughs> Not with three. He can't. Dun, 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 dun. Um, gosh. Um, well, hands, I mean, this is as, as a juxtaposed to like Tim and him being like his this is being his favorite movie seen it many times you coming in your first time i mean did these things stand out to you or were you just kind of like meh like i said like i knew the basic i knew the bit yeah this is cinema i knew the basic story of it (laughs) where um, uh like i I knew they're they're trying to hunt down a shark and i know like i knew how they end up like how brody or how they end up killing the shark is like by blowing them up um like i've seen i've seen i feel like i've seen maybe the last 15 minutes at some point in my life. And I just like, I was having like that, like, like it was bringing me back to like, yeah, I've watched this, whether it was on TV or not. Um, I, I just, I think that, and this that kind of happened with the God, like probably more so with the Godfather is when we're talking about like first time seeing it after like forever was the Godfather. I knew a lot of the plot points that were going to happen. So a lot of people were like, well, weren't you surprised when this, this, this I was like, no, I, I've known, like, I know what happens at the toll booth scene. I know the horse head. Like, I know all these things. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, these are all things that, like, it point. didn't shock me. It was cool to experience it in terms of, like, a mood, like, like a, a plot <laughs> and not just, like, a scene that I've seen somewhere. Um, yeah. And like I said, like, I think for me, the movie started off a little slow. Like, you don't see Jaws until, like, half the, like, I feel like fully until they're on the boat, like, when Brody sees them. And it's just like I, I was more bothered by like I don't know if this is just me being an adult as like why can't these people listen 
<laughs> like I was more bothered at this idiot mayor <laughs> and this idiot town who's just like, nah, there's a shark. There's a big a man eater shark. We have to go out into the water. Yeah. It's so wild that like they dealt with those type of things back in the day with like politicians and like we have such a great system nowadays. So like it's such a it's such a wild look back in the world. Like so. I got I got so angry. I'm like like it, there, it, there's an obvious shark around and yeah, they catch the one the the whatever the tiger shark. Yeah. And uh and then they're all everyone's just like, oh, OK, like no one's listening to Brody. And then the kid's mom slaps poor Brody. He didn't do anything wrong. He was telling him to shut it down. He kind of he 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 kind of went back on what he said. He he yeah. he didn't stand by his guns there. Well, whatever. But she's like uh, the, the mayor in his anchor suit. It bothered me, and <laughs> it, it was just like I was like I I was getting really annoyed because I'm like this movie could be five minutes long. This could have been a this could have been oh, up for Oscar goodness. like an Oscar short if they just listened to Brody. And they close the beaches, or not even the beaches, just the water, and no one credits. goes in the water. Then there'd be no movie. credits. <laughs> yeah, that's well, fine. and you know, Harry, Harry kind of alluded to it uh, <laughs> in a sarcastic way, but uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, we just went through and are still going through the pandemic, and me, uh, for those that don't know, at, well, when the pandemic started, anyway, I lived in a shore town, and. It's the exact same. Like you saw business owners who, yeah, they primarily get their business during the summer when it's uh, you get all the tourists and travelers coming through and they were reacting the same way as the people in there where it's like, oh, you can't close the beach. We got to make money, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Never mind public health and safety. It's just, no, this is we, we got to make money. So it's yeah, it's it's wild that Spielberg not only was able to uh, show that to uh, to such a degree in the film, but it, it, it being eerily prescient, uh, you know, 20, 25 years later and and see or more than that, actually um, seeing seeing how it is in modern day, times reflected. I, so I had this written down somewhere where this like it was like it was like Ozark mm -hmm. where money laundering was the shark. Like that, like, you know, the Ozark town couldn't survive it in the summer years. So and that's how I kind of like thought about it. But yeah. I just, I, I got so mad when people were like, "Well, ah, we're just gonna go in the water." Like, do you know what's in the like? I think like seventy percent of the ocean is undiscovered. Like, well, don't go in it. To be fair, they only went in it because the, the mayor 70s. like encouraged other people to go in. Yeah, and yeah. They were like, it wasn't a shark. You know, there was rumors probably that it was a shark attack, but they wrote it down as like a boating accident or something. Um, I forget the exact term, but yeah, the that you know that brings jail. me to a point too, where it's like the mayor's already got all these people in town. Like the money is going to get spent. What does he care if they go in the water? Like, why is he pushing them to go in the water? Well, They're I mean, if they town. if they get eaten, they can't buy any more stuff. So I guess that's like, <laughs> well, actually, uh, like what, uh, I don't know. Go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, remember that scene where they're all there and it's like nobody's in the water yet. And it's like, yeah. come on, go into the water. It's like, let him just sit there and buy stuff on the beach. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Go in the water. Fudgy man's going to make a killing. Yeah. yeah. Or just do it like do it like the Wildwood does is they're like they let you go like out like 50 feet and they whistle you back in. That's all you have to do. Like there's like no lifeguards. It's just a free for all. And Chrissy, yeah. Chrissy's uh, swimming out to where there's a buoy, which I'm pretty sure buoys aren't like within like 
a mile of the coast. So she's like far, like she got what she, she wake up. Ooh. Oh, that's <laughs> rough. Oh, All right, yeah, that don't actress, swim by the way. Out I think she passed away in the last year. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, real, real I'm, nice. Oh, now you're sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, she shouldn't have swam that far. Um, I just, I don't know. There, I, I, I just feel like I, I wasn't more, I wasn't worried about the shark too much in this movie as I was about people's basic everyday thoughts of living in this town. I was more afraid of the people themselves and making their own decisions than I was of a shark eating them. Um, I, uh, I think we can't have Hanratty watch movies at home anymore. I think he's pausing every 10 minutes and is like, what's going on here? And he's doing a 10 minute standup in his house where he's like, what are these people doing? Look at this, look at this I mean, clown costume. It just, it, it bothered me. And then when they like got on the boat, I'm like, First of all, they had to drive out like 50 miles to get to the shark. Meanwhile, the shark's been hanging on their coast like like 100 feet out. They chummed him out there. They 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 chummed the waters and drew him out there. I understand. I, I understand so, shark hunting. <laughs> so, Hans, you mentioned that uh, you weren't super scared of the shark. Um, did you think the shark at least looked good? I think I, and, and when I yeah, I think the shark looked amazing. Like It, it is a terrifying looking shark. I mean, I, I, in, in my mind, I'm more afraid of other sea life than I am a shark because I don't put myself in that situation to go to where sharks would come up. But I, I do think, like, yeah, like the size of it, it like it's, it's a monstrous thing. So I think like it, it's funny because when they catch the tiger shark, they think it's like this is it, and even that thing was kind of big, and you know, Jaws comes in and that thing's like, even even Brody says he's like, you're going to need a bigger boat because this this thing will probably eat it. So I love that Quint refers to it as a porker, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kills me. <laughs> uh, Tim, I think you wanted to say something. Oh, gosh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, I was. Yeah. When Chris was saying how the shark looked, I mean, it really I think a lot of it holds up. I mean, there's a few shots where it's like, OK, that looks like a big rubber shark. But considering when it was made, you know, I think it just looks great. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I guess you can. I, is this all practical effects like that? Nothing with Jaws is is special effects. What well, computer were they running that up on? Dude, Star Wars came out two years later, so it's not the craziest <laughs> thing to assume. Well, actually, some of the footage, the underwater footage with Hooper in the cage, that's um, where you see a like a real shark swimming around. That's underwater footage from I. Uh, I forget the two people's names. It's, yeah, it's, I, they I, say it at the end of the at the end of the like movie. Something Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Zissou. Yeah. Steve <laughs> <Zissou>. <laughs> um, no, like I didn't know, but I mean, you could still do special effects back then. Like it, it's not it's not crazy to think, but it. I'm, 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 I'm just saying it. It did, it did look very. It looked extreme. 100 percent practical. So industrial light and magic wasn't created yet, Chris. But <laughs> yeah, no, two no, years. no, no wireframes yet. All right. <laughs> Could have used a few lens uh, flares. Uh, Hair, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I was like, I mean, I was definitely terrified of Jaws. And even watching this, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to like the beach. Global warming is a thing. And it's like sharks are only going to get closer and it's going to be a problem. Um, so I was, I was a little bit like, yeah, I could see why maybe back in 75 when this movie came out, people were like, I might skip the sh- shore next summer. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe take a trip up the mountains or whatever. Um, but I, there's some things I just wanted to mention really quick about it. Uh, it won three Oscars for best sound editing and score. And I think, you know, obviously we mentioned John Williams. 
Um, you know, I mean, it's just a no brainer in the sound categories and score category was nominated for best picture, but no director nomination. And I remember, uh, it was, uh, I, I knew there was a bunch of directors that were nominated. Uh, and there's actually some really cool YouTube video. I forget exactly the title of it, but you can find it where like Steven Spielberg reacts to the Academy award nominations for jaws. And he's like basically talking as though he you like just put it today with like the Russos talking about like Avengers Endgame, like not being nominated for like best picture or something. You know, he's like you make a ton of money and Hollywood doesn't know how to treat you or doesn't treat you right. But directors nominated that year was uh, Robert Altman for Nashville, Sidney Lumet for Dog Day Afternoon, Stanley Kubrick for Barry Lyndon, uh, Fellini, one of his movies, uh, Amara Cord and um Milo's foreman for one flew over the cuckoo's nest with one. So which one? So when you, you start like looking at the greats of cinema, it's like, you know, um, you drop that on maybe in 70, 70, uh, maybe at the next Oscars or the year previous before, you know, maybe you have a better shot, but it's just interesting how timing ends up working. Uh, uh, man. Well, I that. love, I love cuckoo's nest, but I jaws definitely washes all the rest of those. <laughs> yeah. That reminds well, me of like the 2009 Oscars with like, there will be blood. No, no country for old men. Yeah. What I'm just trying to say is, is like, you know, the staples of cinema are there I uh, in regards I to that. So, you know, um, I really, Donovich really, wasn't up that year. Wow. No, nah, he wasn't. Oh, up that year, but great shot. Great shot. Great. Yeah. Great arrow there, Clint. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Um, oh, you guys never, never, never pod goes by without a, without a joke. <laughs> pre-star wars appreciate it um while i think the middle slows down a little bit the tension remains there i think it's something tim was mentioning earlier about the tension like they still have the underwater scuba scene they have the scene where they're trying to figure out if this is actually their shark um you know there's still that build up there and then i think when quint shows up this movie like goes to another level um and really makes me oh, one small little quibble I would have said is like maybe having a Quint scene earlier on. I mean, I know he has a chalkboard scene where he just kind of pops right. in. He's like, let me know when you need me. But I think something to maybe be like, yo, this guy's like off his rocker wild um, and is ready, ready to get ready to die to, you know, get this shark. Um, and the last 30 to 45 minutes is perfect. Um, in my opinion, you can't get uh, much better for your action, drama, tension, um, you know, should be studied in all film classes. Uh, and yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. You just made me think of something and, and this might be like obvious. And I just thought of this. This is why we talk. Obviously Quint is, you know, a working class fisherman. He's motivated by money. He wants to get paid, yeah. but it just occurred to me. Like, what is his like personal vendetta against the shark? And then it's like, duh, the whole Indianapolis thing. Like, yeah, he really yeah. is not a fan of the sharks. Yeah, like mm-hmm. kind of like okay, here's my payback. It's weird, yeah. it's a yeah, stretch, well, but he seemed really got, determined to get that shark despite the money. Just all 100%. the like, I'm gonna risk everything to get it. That's just yeah, and just and he's up. he's got all of those you know shark bones that he's bleaching and and hanging yeah. up in his uh, shack. So yeah, it's you're right. It's like a vendetta for him now. Yeah, and he break he breaks the radio too, and they try to call Mayday. And stuff, and he's like, "Nah, man." That. Like, he's like, "We're gonna get this this shark one way or we out here." But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but for me, you know, um, you round out the score for it. I mean, this is five out of five. If you haven't seen Jaws, it's a classic. 
Um, if you have an opportunity, I don't think it's going to be an IMAX for long. Probably by the time you hear this, it'll be gone. Um, so uh, if you have a chance to check in on the big screen, I think it's worth it, um, you know, as as we've been mentioning. And uh, hopefully you like it a little more than Chris did, because I think Chris, like Tommy Boy, uh, rated it higher than uh, than Jaws. No, that's a different. We discussed uh, this. We've discussed this. OK, so, well, what's your score then, Hans, for Jaws? I, I said and, and this is based on, again, me <laughs> seeing this much later in life. I gave it like a three, seven, five out of five. All right. Okay. No, I can, I can <laughs> live know, with that. I can live with it. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's not bad. Um, I was going to save this till the end, but guys, this is hands last episode. We're bringing Tim on full time. You couldn't even give it four stars, bro. Come on. No, no, I, I was going to give it a 3.5, but I was like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. It was, I think, no, well, you <laughs> know <what? that> <laughs> but like, here's the thing. It's like, it's like going. I I know. I know. This is like nowadays. This is should not be used for how to rate a, a, any kind of movie or nice. show. But on IMDb, mm. this is an eight point one. So I'm kind of like online around where the general population of rated Jaws is. Mm, no, because that would be higher than a four. That would be a so. four. <laughs> It'd be yeah. a four. Three seven five isn't bad. No, three seven five and a four. Fine. You want me to bump it up over four so you guys will back off? No. I'm not bumping it up to a five. It's a four. All right. I'll give it a, a, a four asterisk. I want you to I better not see you. I better not see you like out here rating like Dunstan checks in or like Mighty Joe Young is like four and a half stars. And you're messing with Jaws at 3.75, man. Save. Let's save all this talk for my Mighty Joe Young podcast. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, so Tim, how about you? What did you give uh, Jaws for a score out of five, or what would you give it? Oh, you're muted, my buddy. I think you muted yourself. <laughs> I did. It's okay. I did. Sorry First time. There you go. Um, Pop, Papa. What I was gonna say is, this is no debate. This is a five out of five all day. As I said, one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie. I always find it tough to kind of pick one out of all the favorites we have. But let me piggyback off something Chris did. So obviously he's watching it late. Uh, this happened kind of kind of the opposite effect with The Godfather. Uh, Harry and I had watched it, uh, what, Harry, like three months ago, whenever that yeah, April, yeah. came out. And I was always afraid to watch it. Now, as a you know, big movie buff for years, you know, I'd get my, you know, get teased we'll say like hey you never seen the godfather you call yourself a movie buff but it was always like a little bit of a fear like hey i this is supposedly like the greatest american movie of all time i don't want to uh it's almost like scared like i'm afraid i'm gonna watch it yeah like oh it's not that great and the irony is it's like the opposite of chris i watched godfather and i'm like oh yeah i get it the hype is real 100 percent. you know makes any sense yeah. Yeah. No. It, um, and it's fair. I mean, that does happen with movies. Like people are like, "Oh, it's a classic," and uh, you know, it winds up not being as good. But Charles right, is that here's good. So my last just wrong. <laughs> my last point, and why you know, I found a, a valid reason why I'll give it a four is because, okay. I, and this goes all the credit to Spielberg, is because the book was published in February of seventy four. The movie came out in June of seventy five. So this this man read the book. Which I it doesn't take it takes me at least months to read a book now. This guy <laughs> read the book and put this movie into production to have it out a year and three months later. 
So that's it. Getting, that's yeah, in that but, but wasn't um, Peter Benchley involved like heavily? I thought he probably, was, but no? I mean, he still published the book and then he like, and then a movie came out a month later. I mean, oh, a year yeah, later. For sure. So I'm just talking about the speed, like, and, and like a good quality yeah. movie. I, w- I like to see fair. someone like Josh Trank do that. Fun fact, <laughs> fun fact if you didn't know, uh, Peter Benchley plays the interviewer on the beach. That's it's so it? funny that you say that because yeah. I was uh, totally him. unaware of that until I saw the credits and I was like, I, out of all the times I've watched this, I never knew that. So um, I'm, I'm disappointed in my- all of you guys, because like when I said 370, I give it a 375. No one was like, oh, what? When the guy <laughs> says tiger shark. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, sorry, that, was my, that was probably my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Before Actually, I oh, go ahead, humor. Tim. Oh, I just one fun fact, enough fun fact, but something I always thought was funny. Uh, we didn't bring it up, but I feel like it's common knowledge, at least among movie buffs, that the nickname for the shark was Bruce. Bruce, and I and I always thought it was a nice little, uh, you know, wink, wink with Finding Nemo, the great white shark, was named Bruce. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. I never made that correlation. That's a fun. Uh, yeah, I, I I learned that a couple of years ago. Where no, I, was like, that, I some kind of that Finding wasn't Nemo. an accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So, very cool yeah. tidbit. Um, before okay. I give my score, I just uh, I want to talk real quick about the sequels, uh, which I I've never. So I I haven't seen the second one, um, Jaws 3D. I remember only vaguely when seeing when I was a kid uh, because there's like a uh, a shark tunnel scene and i remember that specifically but i don't remember any of the rest of the movie have you guys and hands i'm sure you're out on this because this is the first time you're seeing the first one uh tim or harry have you seen any of the sequels or do you recommend either of them if you have uh i've seen all the sequels it really is that thing where the first one is obviously this classic we'll call it cinema the sequels just feel like kind of like a and other than the second one which i believe is 79 or 80 like the the jaws 3 3d and jaws 4 revenge they just felt like 80s cash in so to speak mm. i still think the second one holds up though the second one kind of feels in vain of the first one that one's a, is that one at like the kind of sea world type place that's the that third three? one that's, that's the, the third, third one, one. yeah Got which it. look they have their fun moments but as far as like a quality yeah. they don't even compare they kind of turn into like kind of slasher films, like out of the uh, Friday the Thirteenth. That's actually and, yeah. an amazing comparison. Thank you. I um, that being it. said, Jaws for the Revenge takes place mostly in the Bahamas, so it was always interesting to, you know, the whole like very clear water and all that, yeah. like the sharks. Got, <laughs> oh yeah, looked a lot looked a lot less realistic <laughs> with that. So, well, like, I, uh, is this like the first instance of like Hollywood being like cashing in, like being like like starting cash grabs? Because I, I I mean before Star Wars I mean I can't think of a movie that and and this isn't like as a joke as my pre Star Wars like knowledge <laughs> but like were there any movies with sequels? Uh, Planet yeah of the sure Apes. they had Casablanca two and Citizen Kane two. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like Actually, I but I mean when when did Raiders come out? Raiders was late seventies late late seventies right? Oh eighty yeah okay. Okay, so yeah, so I mean, was this the first movie to get like a full like a blockbuster sequel, like a franchise? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I mean, assuming we're not counting Planet of the Apes. I keep forgetting. Yeah, the, yeah, I mean, Planet of the Apes, I forget about them all the time. Well, this, I, this movie notoriously kicked off the concept of summer blockbuster. Right. Apparently, yeah. like, back in the 70s, like, like now we take it for granted. Like, yeah, of course. You know, Marvel Movie X, that's going to premiere, you know, July 4th weekend. Back then, that was like, oh, no, nobody goes to the movies in the summer. Yeah. Right? And that literally kicked that all off, like, the summer blockbuster, you know, some people. My my, my point room. is get out of the movie business and all that. My my point is is I can blame Spielberg because he started the summer movie blockbuster and franchise, but I can also blame Spielberg because of that. Whether we're getting Transformers movies, they got like five or six of them because <laughs> he was executive producer on them. So thanks a He's lot, making his money. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, all that being said, I'll give Jaws five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Greg. Very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now it's a it's an all time classic. Like I said, it, it just you know it's it's in the pantheon of greats, and uh, hands is wrong on this one. But you know. I uh, whatever. <laughs> it's not my you know, idea. Of like we'll, we'll, it's not we'll, my idea of a like perfect Rasmian. movie. It's not my idea of a perfect movie. We'll keep looking at classics, and we'll see if one stands out for hands. We'll, we'll keep. I trying. have like sure. in my in my list of movies, I have like four perfect movies. Movies that can, can be considered perfect. Don't ask them which ones they are. They're, they're going to be embarrassing. <laughs> is one of them the Dark Knight trilogy? <laughs> no, well, one of them is not the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> Well, sorry. There's one of them, the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a sorry. But you're pumping off the Sony that. Godzilla movie, right? <laughs> yeah, this, this, and it, yeah. Uh, but, uh yeah, uh, Oppenheimer, whatever the hell it's called. Um, sure, whatever. Uh, okay. How dare? How dare you? Uh, how dare let's you? go, uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. We're at Oppenheimer, <laughs> but we can't ask. We can't get an Interstellar too. Are you kidding me? Oppenheimer, you can only see it in IMAX. That's what Whatever. they should do. Let's, <laughs> next right. topic, please. Let's, yes, let's get this back on track. Uh, <laughs> so our next topic of what we're watching is the Amazon Prime series, uh, Rings of Power, set in the Lord of the Rings J.R.R. Tolkien universe. Um, Harry, you want to kick this one off? Give us some, uh, some thoughts here. Yeah, I would love to kick this one off. Um so so for me the lord of the rings movies are i i don't want to say they're all perfect but they're they're all perfect um i think i've rated them all five stars on on my letterbox uh i have high acclaim for them the hobbit movies you could maybe make a case we maybe could have done a little bit better on um but i mean i'd still regard them as fairly good um but these, this is like kind of sacred text to me. I, I never read the books. Um, I've never. Um, <laughs> sacred text, but you haven't read the yeah, books. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. But like when, when it comes to, you know, this IP universe, for me, Lord of the Rings is kind of one of those like, you know, when, when the rights were bought for it, I was like, oh, man, are we going to get like another like lord of the rings was concerning remake it yeah i mean yeah. i know it's not that far away but um from when the originals were released in uh the early 2000s but these to me like when i first saw we're making more lord of the rings i was i was heavily heavily concerned in regards to it and you know i think that the first trailer premiered at last year's super bowl and 
there was a lot going around about the CGI for it, like maybe being a little shoddy, you know. And this is just a PSA to all the, the people out there watching. Uh, you know, when you're watching a sporting event on your television, uh, you should have a different uh, video setup for it, uh, meaning the picture should look different than when you're watching movies. If it doesn't, then you're an absolute moron and you need to adjust your, your TV. <laughs> um, because hey, we're going to lose so many. You know, people are going to be like, I can't believe you just called me a moron. Well, like, listen, if you're if you're if you're not fixing your motion smoothing problem, these people who are sharing clips like from, you know, it's so funny that you say that I just I read a couple tweets the other day about motion smoothing out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, I haven't heard more of motion smoothing in the past five days. And then I've ever like I've seen more tweets in the past five days and I've seen Listen, in five years look about up, motion smoothing. Look up Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise explaining motion smoothing on YouTube. Uh, there is a full length video of them almost like a PSA, like like oh, pandemic no type PSA of like, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to help you deal with motion smoothing. Yeah. Motion smoothing is a problem. It's hilarious, but it's actually really important for the viewers out there and the listeners of yeah. this pod to make sure you're watching uh, the clearest, best picture you can. Uh, don't be afraid to adjust it. Don't be afraid to look up the best settings for watching film. Listen, have different inputs if, if you need to, you know, uh, play video games or, or watch sports um, for it. So, so anyway, circling back. Yeah. So this, this to me was was really important and was one of the biggest uh, worries that I had as far as like, have we taken this IP train too far? You know, uh, Star Wars is something where, you know, I've seen the movies, but I don't dive into the shows too much besides Mandalorian and Obi-Wan recently. They're pumping them out like like hotcakes, the Star Wars content. We got Andor coming out, went and saw Rogue One again. Solid. Um you know, the Marvel universe, like I'm not a big comic book guy. So like that to me wasn't something where I was like upset with Harry Potter, I think is better as a book than I think it is as a movie. The movies are, are pretty well done, though, um, all things considered. So so this had uh, had me on pins and needles. Um, and I, I've I, I watched this, I think, maybe about uh, yesterday and the day before. I think it was mostly yesterday. And um you know, I'll start us off. I got to say, uh, completely blown away um, visually with this show. Um, 100% uh, was impressed. Uh, in the, one, the one downside of it to me was watching it and being like, dang, it's not a Thursday night. I'm not at the theater watching this in IMAX. Um, it had that feel to me for it. Um and it's it's funny. I was just looking before we we started, and Chris had mentioned IMDb ratings and how you can take them with a grain of salt. And for you know, we'll get we'll get into it here, and I'll open up to you guys. Um, I'll open it up to Tim next to, to discuss. But uh, for this show, it has uh, for ratings of ten, it has thirty seven thousand, almost thirty eight thousand votes for people who think the show is a ten. Uh, it has 30,000, almost 30,000 votes for people who think the show is a one. So when we talk about those Split type of metrics the there, yeah, so yeah, um, when we talk about metrics and, and trusting sources, it, it's good to kind of know your research before you just look at the score and kind of know, hey, how did we get to the score? And, um, you know, 25% of it is, is ones, which I think none of us here think that. Um, but it's it's pretty wild to see how things can just get review bombed. And, you know, I know yeah, racist usually, idiots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Either, the, you know, that, you know, yeah, absolutely. So 
but Tim, um, you know, I mean, I, w- I was completely taken aback by the visuals of this show. And I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit maybe about plot lines shortly. Yeah. But what was your first impressions when you fired this up on the uh, on the on the TV? Uh, my first impressions is that, I mean, I really liked it. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I know there was a lot of like, is this going to be good? Is it not going to be good? I mean, I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but I wasn't like. You know, I know my level. you guys are like more into it than me, but I do, I do love it. Um, it was, um, I, I was, my fear was that it was going to be like too much, you know, that was going to be, oh, this story and that story, but it was basically one story moving forward. And then, you know, all the different characters and how it revolves around that, uh, visually visual effects looked amazing. Um, it has that, that definite like 4k, you know, hdr look so to speak um i like the throwback with the characters like i don't know oh okay like i know who that is i mean i'm not as well versed in this uh, on this one as the jaws but <laughs> um yeah enjoying it yeah hands i mean listen are, are you over the moon like me my dude or are you are you gonna poo this like you poo jaws so I, and I want to go back on, on your point of what we had, like with where you were very like skeptical, uh, like of like, I, in my opinion, Lord of the Rings is probably, and without the Hobbit is probably the greatest trilogy, um, like ever. Uh, I think it's the most perfect trilogy. I'm more of a star Wars Got another fan. episode in the books. Let's, let's throw uh, it I'm, in. I'm, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm more of a star Wars person, but I feel like, like Lord of the Rings, like I, I, I adore everything about Lord of the Rings. I've read the books like years ago, um, like in my early twenties. Um, I actually started rereading Lord of the um, Fellowship recently, so I'm nice. trying to plow through those. Um, it's a lot. Uh, I know the source. Th- there's a lot of stuff. Like I own a kid, me- and you got a kid this time. I know harder. I own like I own like maybe real estate too three or four different pieces of um of like Tolkien literature that I have like that's sitting on a shelf that I haven't even dug into yet um but I've read the Hobbit series like multiple times I've read Lord of the Rings once and I'm reading through it now um but the I think a lot of the show is based around like at least the the history of the elves is like the Cimmerillion which I've not read that's sitting on my shelf at the moment um I started to and it's it just it it was a very difficult read when I think when I was like at the time jumping into it um so i i do want to go back and check that out um but i there are two projects this year that i was very like i wanted them to be i was like going into it i'm like very you know like i said skeptical which the first one was we've talked about the batman i i thought and you know that turned out to be in my opinion absolutely phenomenal but we'll leave it at that and then the second and this was the the um i back you on that (laughs) huh i back you on that Thank Uh-oh. you, Tim. Throwing um, his weight in. I know. Where were you? Where were you a couple months ago? Um, <laughs> we we hey, kept them in hiding. Hey, Tim was listen. like, "Let me come on to talk about the Batman." Yeah. I was like, "Nah, man. No, I need the numbers on my side." I, I was one of the first when they announced uh, Pat, our Pat. I was like, "Yes!" And I know a lot See, of people are like, "No." I'm like, "No." From the beginning, I'm like, "I was in," and See, I was right. I wasn't. I wasn't, and I loved it, but regardless we're not talking we already did the batman i've spoken my piece on that um so going into lord of the rings like as much as i do love that world i was very like all right how are they going to tackle it 
It's going to be the, the second age. They're going to tackle Galadriel. And and I didn't even know. I watched the trailer, I think, once or twice for this when it first came out at the Super Bowl. I yeah. didn't watch too much other stuff. I didn't even know. Like, I tried to not to read too much into it. I didn't know, like, Elrond was in this. I didn't know that I thought Morgoth was going to be the main villain, and I didn't think Sar- Sauron was going to be the main villain. Um, so I was I was really happy when they when they kind of do- they did the like the prelude in the beginning of the first episode. So I was like, all right, like this this it, it's taken off. Um, so I'm happy to see like younger versions of Elrond. I think um, the guy who plays Elrond is a little um, I- I've seen him before. I think he might have been in Game of Thrones. I might have made that up. Um, I'll look but he was you. in yeah. Um, I like that we're seeing younger versions of these characters. Um, and there's wanted- stories that like you can do in Middle Earth that that don't necessarily have to connect to Lord of the Rings. Now these obviously are because a it's called Lord of the Rings and it's Rings of Power, which is going to basically lead up to the One Ring being created. Um, but I think there's like Middle Earth had such a, like a, has such a deep history to tackle. That like those are stories that I want to see. I don't want to see a repeat of. I don't want to see a remake or anything. They try to do like a sequel to Lord of the Rings. Like I want to find out more history. And to what I understand, they have like Tolkien, like like studiers that were that were um like to- scholars. Tolkien scholars, <laughs> studiers scholars is the word I was thinking of that were on set for this and like wrote the script and like they they helped um at least create the show, which is good and it. it puts into that like confidence that they know what they're talking about and yeah. they know what they're uh, you know, what they're set out to do. Um, I, the first two episodes, I love them. I thought they were phenomenal. I, I, it, it left me wanting more. Um, I wasn't an entirely happy with a couple of things. Um, but I, I think visually like this, they spent a billion dollars on this and it shows, I, I think that like, if we only got two episodes and it's probably, two of the best looking episodes of TV. It looks better than some major motion pictures. And, yeah. and, and I think that they like Amazon's confident that to drop that much money and, you know, a lot of it's coming off of the Lord of the Rings name. But um, my initial thoughts were like, I watched the first episode twice. I do want to watch the second one. And I hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm all amped up for this. Like we're like every week. I know this is going to be one where I'm watching it. Like the day it's released. Did you watch this as uh, Bezos intended on your iPhone or did you put it up on the big <laughs> uh, screen? No, I did not watch this as ba- I watched this on my, on my television. Nice. Um, on my, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So the actor, Bezos on it. <laughs> yeah. So the actor you're referring to who plays Elrond is uh, Robert uh, Armeo. Um, I believe that's how you say it. And uh, he did play a role as young Ned on Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, okay. And he was also, he had a role, looks like, in The Kingsman, The Empty Man, and Ant- Antebellum. So uh, some That's yeah, the dude I, that played that young Ned? That, that They don't look alike. Yeah, they don't. So I think I, it's the hair. I think it's the hair. I looked yeah. that up. I looked that up because I was like, I know I've seen this guy yeah. before. And then I did like the, like the picture of him and it's like young Ned. I'm like, all right. Like, he definitely looks different, but... I mean, yeah, he's a good actor. I think he's great for like a young Elrond. Um, I, I want to see Elrond do a little more, except just walk around and talk. Um, you know, he, he in, the, in the prelude to the Lord of the, the Fellowship, he's like pretty much like the front lines of the final war with Sauron. And this one, he's just walking around with like kind of talking to dwarves and not only oh, been much two episodes. Yet. They got, I, they got, that's like, what I mean. Like, seasons, I know it's so. it's building up, so I'm just like. You know, he's just yeah. he's just a, a, like just talking and talking. 
So, all right. So three for three, we're in on this show. We're over the moon for the most part. Let's throw a Papa. Let's just continue this <laughs> gravy train. Let's keep it rolling, baby. That's the sound of it derailing. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So here's the thing. I'm kind of uh, ambivalent about this. Um, I mm. think there are some things that I, I really like, but then there's also some stuff that I'm just not feeling, uh, at least not yet. Um, yeah. So like just general impressions, uh, you know, it, it feels kind of hollow to me. I don't, I don't know why it just like, there's not, there hasn't been something in this yet that I've, I've connected to deeply where it's like, I need more of that. And because of that, I guess the rest of it or the entirety of it just kind of feels a little soulless to me. I also, yeah, I don't know. Amazon's involvement in it also makes me question because mm. it's like, all right, are you doing this for the love of the game or to make money? I mean, ultimately everybody does it to make money, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but at the same time, I don't get, a feeling from them where it's like oh yeah we want to make this the best possible thing like I, and it, there were even recent interviews where like bezos was talking about how he gave like the showrunners notes and stuff and he's like i'm happy they turned me down and it's like well the fact that you were giving them notes in the first place is concerning to me you know yeah uh you're not a tolkien scholar you're not a filmmaker so what are you doing um it also it's it's weird to me because you know they've they've explicitly stated it's unrelated to the peter jackson movies uh but the looks are very similar um it like it feels like it could be in that universe but not i don't it it almost they copied, comes the, off they like copied it's the like, homework but changed a couple of the uh yeah. main players exactly exactly yeah so it's just it's kind of like a weird thing for me and it's like Okay, well, you know, if they're going by the description or whatever, sure, that's the way it is. But at the same time, like, I almost want to be like, look, do something to differentiate yourself. Like, I'm not a fan of the animated, and Tim's probably going to take umbrage with this, but I'm not a fan of the uh, the animated Ralph Bakshi uh, movies, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. But um, they were different looking, you know, they it's it's a completely different style uh, or character designs than you know what we see in the peter jackson movies and i almost kind of wish that they had done that with this where it's like if you're really gonna differentiate yourselves and say this isn't set in that universe like this well to an extent um if this is not beholden to peter jackson's trilogies then make it so you know do something completely different style wise to to really set that apart um kind of playing into that is the score it's interesting because they got howard shore to do the intro song but bear mccreary scores the show like the episodes and it's like well you threw money at everything else if you're gonna make this kind of like a peter jackson light mood uh light show why don't you just have howard shore do the show also now maybe he didn't want that type of commitment or, you know, he had other stuff going on. Maybe they just didn't ask him. I don't know. But like his score is so, so good. Like, why wouldn't you want that involvement? 
And again, you know, Bear McCreary, he's he's a a really good composer. He's done a lot of stuff that I enjoy, but um, I don't know. It just it again lends itself to being just slightly off of center. And it's like, well, either do something totally different or or lean into it and make it, you know, fit like a puzzle piece. Um, The last thing I'll I'll say just for just general thoughts is uh, I do like the intro with kind of the the stones coming together and and forming everything. Um, There was a video that popped up on Twitter like a few days before the show debuted. Did you guys see this where it was like, it's yeah. it looked like it was an intro and it was like shattered like the characters silhouettes yeah. coming oh, yeah. up and stuff. Yeah. That was we'll, the we'll entertainment we- it was like entertainment weekly like I guess they were doing a video on the cast and that's all that was. Okay. I was so. I thought it might have been from the uh cuz I know the screen in a couple of of theaters beforehand. Um so I wondered if they had something like on there that like you know either got pulled or something that uh I thought that might have been it but that makes a lot of sense hands. Yeah. I I was hoping that was going to be the entrance just because of people. No, you know, what? I was not. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Like I, I, some of my favorite, like HBO does some of my favorite movie, like show intros with like Game of Thrones. I love the Game of Thrones entrance. I love the Westworld entrance. Yeah, you love what Game of Thrones entrance one. Well, that's by the same guy as well. Well, cool. All right. Well, he does good work. So, um, but like, I, like I would put so, so much faith where like HBO, if they did that only to piss people off. That like already like we're like already down talking to show. If that was your entrance, I'd be like, that's fine with it. That's fine. Just get to the meat and potatoes. Don't spend money on an intro if you're just gonna do a black background with characters. Well, I saw that and people were joking about it being the intro, but I didn't know that they were joking. And I was like, oh god, I hope that's not it. And thankfully, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it looked like a '90s um, sitcom. <laughs> it, it did you could probably put like the family matters theme song or to perfect that. perfect strangers I, i'm actually gonna work on that <laughs> do it i want to see it up on twitter all right <laughs> to uh Tim, you have me, thoughts on that yeah i do because you made a good point i was thinking a lot about this and i didn't know you sounds like you're in the same boat like okay you adapt the look we'll call it the peter jackson look what did it look like? The aesthetics. What did the orcs look like? What did the elves look like? And on one hand, you want it to be different. You want it to do something different. But then it becomes like, how different can you go? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I was doing that too. It's like, yeah, this kind of looks like his, but yeah, a little different. Maybe the orcs look, the orc looked a little different. The elf cities look the same. So yeah, beautiful, stunning. Yeah, so there's that whole like, oh yeah, this is what it's gonna look like. But at the same time, yeah, you kind of want to look different. But I just wonder where does it become like, yeah, we just made it to look different just because we wanted to. And it's and, like, right. yeah, but it doesn't look like that. So what do you do? And it's a hard, I, I, it's a yeah. hard question to answer. I will say with your hollow point, Greg, I, I could see how you could feel that way, especially after the second episode, because they they don't not there's not a lot of forward progress. Like, you know, we'll get a little bit in the episodes here with like in the first episode, you know, it ends with with someone mysteriously landing um, in a blaze of fire uh, in in a field near the uh, the the Brandyfoots um, and like Foots. their area. Yeah. The what would it say? What Hardfoots. Did I say? Hardfoots. Brandyfoots. Yeah. Hardfoots. Yeah. Sorry. Um, the Hardfoots. And like that doesn't really get like solved in the next episode. 
Like it's kind of just like this person's here. Let's try That's and figure let's, let's try and figure it out. And then, you know, Gladriel, she was last we saw her was in the sea at the end of the first episode. And guess where she is at the end of the episode? She's just getting discovered at the end of her journey. Um, but I will say one of the things that I really did enjoy that I helped make me feel confident about the show was the interaction um, between Elrond and Prince Durin and like they're back and forth. And it was, it totally had the Gimli Legolas feel of just like two people who don't understand each other's worlds uh, as well. Um, And just that banter back and forth and, you know, the, the pride of, of the dwarves being like, you know, you're not staying for dinner. And like, then (laughs) he gets invited for dinner and he's like, all right, you like, you know, Um, so, 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 I'm going to disagree with you there. I think interesting. Yes, because with Gimli and and um, Legolas at that point in Middle Earth's history. And sorry, I I don't mean to be like ultra nerd here. No, but um, I didn't know we had a scholar on the podcast. Well, the elves and the dwarves were very antagonistic. That's not the case here. Like you see that um that the elves uh, in particular, uh, Celebrimbor um, and certainly Elrond because of his friendship with Doran, they're, they're not antagonistic. They actually appreciate the way that the dwarves are able to, you know, kind of s- see beyond the rock and, and sculpt beauty out of it. And, uh, and Elrond had a friendship with Doran. It's just, he was a bad friend and, you know, he kind of, yeah let things lapse because it, to him, it was a blink of an eye, but to Duran, you know, who lives a normal lifespan, that was two decades. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I wouldn't equate that, that relationship as the same as Legolas and Gimli, which was more like a rivalry. Right. This was more like a friendship that, you know, needs mending. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. Uh, I just, I had that feel of banter. Like I, I turned to, mm, I turned to I Jill you. after and I said like, yeah, like dwarves and elves, like yelling at each other about like their problems <laughs> and like what they don't like about the other, like sign me up for like 20 seasons of that. You talk about a four hour Jaws, <laughs> you know, cut of being on the boat. Like, just give me that, um, you know, perfect <laughs> strangers there uh, for Chris's reboot um but but yeah that that that, that's the one thing that i will say is is we'll see how the relationships build and the storytelling um kind of builds with this so i i would agree i could see the point that you're making about it feeling hollow but i wonder if over through time that'll you know start to change but then again maybe the you know the amazon truck will continue to show bright and shiny things and not have much of story but my hope is is that they will because but I mean, they don't have much to work on except for like appendices of like how this like age is. So it, it, it's interesting. It, it's um it's exciting to me um, because maybe I was just so like, like I said, I went into this like no, no doubt being like ready to be unhappy or ready to be like, it's fine. Um, but yeah, it really, it really, really took me aback with uh with it there. Um but Papa, did you want to talk a little bit more about uh, some points or, or some parts? Well, of the yeah, there was there was one other thing I wanted to add, and then you know we can go around and talk about storylines or whatever. But I will say um, one of the things I I appreciate is for sure it looks like every penny was well spent. Like yeah. the production, notes, uh, 
Yeah, the production, the yeah. the um the sets, the backgrounds, costuming, all of it, like it just looks impeccable. Uh so kudos to that that you know the money didn't go to waste. It looks like it was it was well spent in terms of um production. Yeah, this uh, this uh, is no uh, Thor, this is no Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> right, yes. That should tell you uh, a lot right there that, that this looks better than that major motion picture. <laughs> I I do wonder uh and this maybe this is something I'll I'll deep dive on the internet afterwards but like the advancements in technology are such that um it, it sets or locations often look very real and I I I think of the Star Wars shows and how they film in that that uh complex they call the sound um and it looks like on Tatooine yeah or or wherever so I almost wonder if they're doing the same here because there were some shots where I was like, oh, that's definitely green screen, um, even though it was very, very beautiful green screen. But then there were other shots where it was like, are they on location? And I mean, it would make sense because they spend the money for it. But the locations, if if that was indeed a location, uh, look gorgeous. So. Yeah, they, they, they really uh, killed it with the budget for one billion dollars. They They better like. They weren't paying well-known actors. I can tell you that. They, they, <laughs> this is definitely going towards the C, the the CG or or the production at least. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, you know some of the characters and storylines and and what we like there. Uh, why don't you kick it off, Hans? So I'm just going to start off by saying uh, with shows like this and, and Game of Thrones was the same thing. It takes me like at least six episodes to know who is who, especially with new characters and their names. So if you're not named Elrond or Galadriel, I'm just going to call you uh, the elf or the man or, <laughs> gotcha. or the dwarf. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I'm glad to see that the story is kind of focusing more on Galadriel. Um, we only get to see her throughout. I mean, all six movies. I feel like her screen time is five, six minutes with, with, uh, with Kate Blanchett. Um, I, I love her character in this. I, I like how they kind of made her more of a warrior compared to what we've seen her in the original trilogy when she was just basically, she, uh, for lack of a better term, a witch where she had like basically like magical powers. She was more of a sorcerer. I feel like in the original one than she was like a warrior and she just kind of stood still and didn't do too much. I think, when we really see her in some action is um, in the Hobbit, um, the Hobbit trilogy, when she fights off the necromancer. But uh, I like to see like they gave her a good backstory with her brother being killed by Sauron. So she's trying to like avenge it and get rid of the uh, the evil. Um, I love Elrond, his story. I, I, I He's one of my favorite characters in the original trilogy, even though he's not around a lot. Um, but I think he probably is a, is a character that, He's probably seen so much between what three different ages of Middle Earth that he just has like a lot. I feel like he there's a lot of his story that they they could tell and they haven't, and now they're have the opportunity to. So those those Elven stories and you know Elrond's relationship with Doran and seeing Kaza Dune um, actually not in rubble and and thriving, I think is really cool. The only story I'm a little hesitant on is the um is the one where the elves are watching over the town with um the town of men and uh, and, right. and forgive me i can't remember the elf's name but he ends up getting like going underground in that little tunnel and getting sucked into something and i think that's where um someone had mentioned a, a few minutes ago about like 
the elven design or the orc design of where like he breaks into the house and is trying to kill the woman and her son. And he's wearing that like plague medical mask that they wore in like London, like hundreds of years ago, um, like a big old beak mask. And it was really weird. And I just thought that whole story, like, I don't know where that that's really going. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping Aron- that Arondir huh? is who you're saying is the uh, is the right. name. Arondir. Right. Okay. Um, like I said, I need like six episodes. Like, yeah, when you, I we'll, watched we'll the get episodes, there. We'll get there. When I jumped into Game of Thrones late, I was really lost. Um, so, uh, so yeah, shocking, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and, and then the Harfoot story, um, I, I feel like they had to include this because, you know, it's Lord of the Rings and they, they're not going to use hobbits. So they're going to use Harfoots, which they're pretty much the same thing, um, here or there, like they take a little difference, a little differences, (laughs) but I, I, you know, I, I think they kind of include that now where each story is going, it's not really clear, um, you know, I think that we still need, I think these two intro episodes were really just for characters to introduce them. I think now, like now that we're going to get that weekly, that weekly release, I think we're going to start jumping into like the overall story of each, each, um, each of the four stories that are going on. Mm. Um, at least that's my take on it. I don't know. Um, the Harfoot one, it, it was interesting to see. I did like how they're kind of hide from the outside world. Like, I guess hobbits kind of sim- like hobbits are a little bit opposite where they're not hiding. Just no one bothers them. And they're just hiding out in their own little Shire world. And the Harfoots have, have to like hide from hunters and, you know, they're hiding in the trees and their natural habitat. And it makes it look like they're not even there. So I thought that was, that whole scene was pretty cool in their introduction. So. Yeah, so so the the Harfoots are actually like progenitors to the hobbits. Like yeah, ho- like some hobbits branch off and decide to settle down where Harfoots do, and those become the hobbits. So yeah, yeah it's like it, a sect of them almost. I, I feel like yeah. they had to include them because it's like, what's Lord of the Rings without some form of a hobbit? Um, right, even the smallest person <laughs> yeah, can like, make yeah. a difference. Um, I love like and like I said a, a few minutes ago, I love how Sauron is like they're chasing him down, and I hope that um you know his... I wonder if they'll get him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, but I, I I like to see like I hope his involvement in and I don't know too much about like the second age of like Lord of the like the Lord of the Rings world in Middle Earth. Um, I hope he kind of is a like outside of a central character of instead of talking about him, he actually gets some like screen time because we only get that shadow and that that image of them and not actual him in action so well okay so we definitely are going to get him although not right. he'll be not in, him not like the sorcerer version that we've we've seen right. images of yeah right they uh they've shown images of him as anatar which is like the um the Kind of elvish type character that that convinces or works with Celebrimbor to to forge the ring. So I'm excited for the introduction of that character. Yeah, has has he been confirmed as Anatar? And I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm like 98% sure he has. Well, I'm only going in my uh, and I'll we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I just want to just. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So. All right. I'm done with uh, yeah. 
Tim, how about you? Any any particular standouts for better or worse with uh, characters and plots? Uh, I actually thought one of the cool things was how relatable the character motivations were. Just the way they kind of, I guess, parallel it to stuff you can understand. Like uh, for uh, Galadriel, saying her name wrong, like mm-hmm. she's so determined to basically, you know, get Saran, get the you know, more, you know, all that uh, revenge, her, vengeance yeah, from her brother. And just, she will stop at nothing. She's dragging out her whole, you know, squad, so to speak, even though they're basically freezing to death. Um, <laughs> uh, the other thing I thought was good was in just the, you mentioned the Harfoots, the, you know, like kind of like we're simple people, you know, don't go rocking the boat. Like, this is how we survive. I thought that was something you could relate to. And then obviously they kind of had the children going out to an explorer. Like, Hey, what's beyond there? Like, don't do that. Like, well, that's natural. A lot of, you know, obviously a lot of young people yeah. do that. Um, I've never wanted blackberries more. A Ron Deere. And I'm sorry, I forget uh, the character's name of the woman that he, you know, like so to speak yep. yeah, yeah like i thought Bronwyn. that was a, that was a good uh you know that was a good um like you know like what what is he doing here like you know we don't like him and it's like well they kind of love each other obviously it's getting to that and i thought that was pretty cool that he cares and usually it's not something that you know i guess the elves don't care so to speak that whole thing um it was funny i uh when uh the meteor man, as I call him, fell from the sky. I wasn't even thinking of that. I'm like, so is that Gandalf? That. Shout out Robert like, Townsend. I'm like, is this Gandalf? Like, I totally was doing like a the noob thing with it because I I didn't know. Like, I don't know the whole lore. Like, like Harry said with the appendices, I know this is kind of loosely based off. It, it's not like set books. It's set on the what is it? The appendices, I guess is how you call, say it. It so it's, it's like yeah, it's. It's it kind of filters in between the cracks, like between the Silmarillion and between the appendices. Like they've already referenced the Silmarillion, Celebrimbor yeah. did, uh, but this is like after that. But it, but talking about some of the stuff, like basically filling in the details from the appendices. Yeah, yeah, I would say we we're not sure, or at least I don't think it's been revealed yet, how close we are to the Third Age um, with that. Like we're in the Second Age, but like how far along? And, you know, if this is going to go five seasons, uh, which I believe I read is what the plan is, like, how oh. are we going to do a time jump? Are we going to do like, what are we going to do here with that? So, right. Uh, how many episodes confirmed is this? I think nine. Nine. I looked it up. Yeah. And I, yeah. Up. Most Amazon shows are, I think, are like nine or ten. So I don't know. I mean, this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the show per se, but I thought it was interesting that this is premiering right around the time that the new Game of Thrones show is premiering. Yes, you know, I would say uh, not that. too deep there, but <laughs> fantasy fans eating good, man. That's all I'll say. Eating good in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's um, actually only right. eight episodes. I apologize, eight episodes with a confirmed uh-huh. episode, a confirmed season two. I think uh, I think they justified uh, that there for it. Spending the spending the cheddar. Yeah, I mean, so, if you're gonna spend, why don't you just keep spending and just renew for? They're gonna spend two? 
five billion on one show, assuming that one each each season's a billion dollars. I ain't gonna be mad. I ain't gonna be mad at it. Um, it's a shame because they should have went with nine episodes because there's the nine rings of men that are given. Yeah, I know. It's so. called the rings of power. Oh, like, yeah, exactly. They, they <laughs> drop the ball. This show sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually out, he- Greg. You really convinced me there. <laughs> That's it. That's all it took. Only eight apps. Cut it. Greg. Uh, yes. Can it be turned around for you? I mean, obviously, sure, but do you think it will? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely going to stick with it. Um, I'm not like I, I wouldn't say this is terrible at all. Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it is good. Uh, I just, I, I'm not making a connection with it other than like surface level stuff, but some of the stuff that I have enjoyed, um, you know, I've really liked uh, the story with the Harfoots uh, and Nori. Um, I think she's a, a cute character and um very curious to see, you know, who, is that Amaya, which is what the uh, the wizards or the Astari are? They're they're angels. They're Maya or Mayar plural. Um, mm. So I'm I'm curious if that is uh, one of those, and if it is Gandalf because he he wandered Middle Earth for untold ages. So it could possibly be him, but it's also I don't know. Like they they've kind of implicated him being yeah implicated him being kind of like aggressive and reactionary so i don't know um my thoughts with that and and greg just to and kind of circle back what i said a few minutes ago is like with i that's why i asked about the anatar because i don't Mm -hmm. know whether or not like my thought is this is going to be anatar um or Uh, i've heard rumors that he could be anatar or i mean anywhere from like gandalf to anatar to radagast from the hobbit the the wizard are we talking about avatar yeah yeah. Yes. We're talking. Subject change. <laughs> <laughs> um, but people said like because he could talk to the fireflies, because Radagast could talk to animals. So they said like maybe it's him. Um, right. I don't and know. His beard but... is brownish. Could just be it has, it's like gray mixed with brown. He's not just straight <laughs> brown <laughs> or straight gray. Can we, can we kick Harry off the podcast? Like what you just said. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yes. Um so some other stuff you. I'm liking. I love the stuff with the dwarves. Uh, I think that was fantastic. Everything that we saw in Casa Doom, you know, um, we're seeing the dwarves really coming into their own and, and starting to uh, complete great feats. I'm wondering if what they alluded to at the end where they, they opened the uh, Pulp Fiction briefcase, um, <laughs> they, they opened the chest and there was glowing. I'm wondering if that's the Arkenstone because uh, I don't think there was any other particularly pertinent jewels or anything in, in dwarven mm. history. Um, I'm kind of undecided on the Arendir and Bronwyn and Theo storyline. Um, probably the Theo thing uh, intrigues me the most that that artifact he has that seems to contain some of Sauron's power or whatever. I, yeah. I don't know, uh, but it's, <laughs> I don't know that that storyline is kind of just there for me and I am not digging the elves at all. Um, Elrond seems off. I don't know if it's the way he's written or the actor they have playing him, but not enjoying his work and not a fan of Galadriel warrior princess. Um, I Tolkien was very, uh, 
not super descriptive of her in terms of like he he said she is the mightiest of the elves but what does might mean is that physical prowess or is it something else so like what what you said hands about in peter jackson's trilogy they kind of show her more as like someone who has that inner power and strength and kind of like there's a storm raging behind whatever's going on like you know she's powerful but there's no outright display of it and i i prefer that to see her running around swinging a sword we've got plenty of people in middle earth that can do that i don't need to see galadriel do that give me something different with her so i kind of was bummed to see that you know she's just this kind of revenge hungry elf on a quest and whatever it's just i don't know it seems it seems like beneath her almost uh for me i'd be okay to see where they go from here to where and you know this isn't gonna like dip into like basically end at you know the hobbits showing up at the with the the forest elves where we see like uh (laughs) what's her name with uh kate blanchett but I would love to see like how her character develops to where she is now to where she eventually will get to that we know her, like know of her character in Fellowship um, or at least even The Hobbit. I mean, it's, uh, I, you know, I think she's, I think she has some kind of, like she's showing that power in The Hobbit. Um, but, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see how it goes. I don't mind it as much as her being like more of a warrior because her brother was a warrior and he probably trained her and I, I have no problem with that, but I, I, I think I guess more I'm more con- like concerned about the end game of if they end the show with her being like just a, you know, like if they put her on the front okay. lines instead of Elrond in the last in the the battle with Sauron, like if they do that, and that's where I would be a little more like don't rewrite history. History was told mm-hmm. differently. <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know. So that's those are just some of my thoughts as far as you know characters and storylines going uh oh and i like i said uh, i am looking forward to seeing anatar i whether or not the character that we're thinking of hands is anatar i i'm pretty sure we're gonna see him regardless yeah so uh just gotta wait till december yeah um harry how about you any particular uh plots or characters that are standouts for you yeah, I mean, you were kind of mentioned. I kind of like uh, Gladriel. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, it's definitely a different take on the character. But, I mean, we still have to introduce these rings of power that they're alluding to in their titles. So I'll be interested to see how that has uh, effects, you know, or impacts, you know, her as a person. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some character development there that'll that'll get you back on board, G. Um in regards to uh, what do we say? Uh, the uh, Brown Brownwin Brownwin Brownwin. Yep, Brownwin. One hundred percent behind her. Whatever she needs, uh, I'm there for. Her. I will die for. Her. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, step aside. Um, you, <laughs> Arondir. Um, I'm stepping up <laughs> um, and uh, making making a move there for that. Uh, great, great call, her. <laughs> yeah thank you i um but yeah no there's there's uh um the, it is I'm, I'm not upset that they're relying on elrond you know as i think it was tim i think you might have said that you didn't know he was in the show um or that his character was going to be right. there 
um a gladriel i'm a i'm a little nervous that like they're focusing so much on those two um but uh but it's not a deal breaker for me like i'm still kind of you know uh you know behind the characters but i'll be interested to see how how their character development goes um you, you know tim i think you did also mention that you know it, it had very similar game of thrones vibes to me you know especially with some of the action like it, it's kind of funny when you remove two people fighting to get that tv 14 rating to just like make it a troll <laughs> or an orc and like all of a sudden you're good um but there's there's some pretty intense uh fighting for the small amount there is um i it also had kind of like a horror vibe with uh when the one orc climbs out as chris mentioned with the mask like they kind of had it like almost like a horror movie where like she's trapped in a closet and like, how are they going to get out of this situation? Um, one thing I wasn't a huge fan of that felt uh, like it, I didn't really love it all the time in the, in the star Wars movies, but like when they jump from like certain spots and they're like telling us where they are with the descriptions on screen. Oh yeah. 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 It's kind of like, just, just make, yeah, just make a comment or be like, you know, welcome to, you know, whatever, you know, when, like, I think there's other ways to do sure, that. Don't tell. Yeah, exactly. So, um, was it a huge fan of that? As I mentioned already with the Durin and Elrond banter, 100% on that. Um, really, really, really enjoying the slow build. Um, it's kind of funny with the new house of the dragon show, um, you know, episodes, this isn't a spoiler as much as it is just informational in my opinion, but the House of the Dragon goes from episode one to six months later to three years later, um, <gasps> three episodes. Um, Chris, you know, why don't you watch the middle seasons of Game of Thrones before you get upset? Um, and then uh, like this show, like I mentioned with some of the some of our characters with Galadriel, um, you know, in her arc, it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're taking our time here. We're letting it breathe, um, which hopefully says to me that there's a plan which I hope doesn't mean that they're going to end up rushing things because it's like, well, we haven't really told our story, but how do we get to, you know, uh, the end point here? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm totally in, I still have some, some reservations. I'm still going to go into the episodes hoping, you know, I'm proven wrong about it, but um, you know, like I said, I feel like they've really knocked this out of the park as far as what I'm looking for um, in, you know, my must watch TV. Um, you know, especially from the fantasy element concept of it, you know, I think, you know, one of my favorite shows is Breaking Bad. This is completely different from that. Um, but it's, it, it's got me hooked. I'm excited for each episode every week. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. Hans shook his head at that comment. Like he wants to see Elrond cooking up some blue meth. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against it. I mean, I, my, I just with my love of Breaking Bad is has declined over the years, but I, I don't know if I had to rewatch it. That's why I just said that. What, I, dude? Yeah. I mean, now right, I well, think we, I think we have a solid, I think we have a solid spinoff now with Elrond cooking meth with, um, oh, geez, with Galadriel. You better call Elrond. <laughs> you better call I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, all right. Well, let's give uh, final thoughts on Rings of Power. Uh, Tim, you want to kick us off? Yeah, um, I uh, got I know I'm verbatim by saying it again. Uh, liked it a lot. Thought it was great. Um, uh, looking forward to... Uh, honestly, didn't think I would like it this much. 
I uh, looking forward to the the episode. See where it goes. Uh, obviously, I'm not as familiar with the lore as you guys are, so it'll be neat to see what surprises are coming, what other characters pop up, and frankly, where the characters go. Um, mm-hmm. To piggyback on what you you were saying about Galadriel, I thought it was kind of cool that obviously they live that elves live thousands of years, but she, we'll just say she's younger at that point. So yeah, she was probably just youthful, like vigor. Yeah, I'm gonna kill the enemy and maybe she got like wiser and more like you said like a witch just like a a character like a character arc Mm -hmm. uh and same with elrond like you said at the beginning of uh what was it fellowship you know he was showed the warrior it's like oh he's the politician now and maybe he'll go to a warrior mode and then then he's kind of the the high elf so to speak yeah i don't know yeah, let's get in the um, let's get in the elf politics. How do they how do they how do they vote? <laughs> how, do, how do we get here? Yeah. <laughs> See, they probably they're probably gonna shut down their elf town because there's a worm attack in the ocean nearby. So they're probably gonna shut it down and tell Dude, everyone not to go into the water. That worm after seeing Jaws, I was nervous. I was I was scared. Yeah. I've seen you. Jaws and Dune, and it scared me. That that, oh that water God. worm. Dude, don't even get me started on Dune too. I'm ready. I'm so ready. My and body daddy- is ready. And Denny, we trust. <laughs> uh, all right, Hans, how about you? Final thoughts? I'm all in. Uh, I, I I really can't wait for, for Friday. Like, it's my new favorite day, not because it's the end of the work week, but we get a new new Lord of the Rings episode. Um, I'm not, I'm not as Harry always alludes to, I'm not well-versed in the Game of Thrones world. So I have not watched House of Dragons, but I do love that fantasy world. It's so I'm, dragon, I'm glad. but I hear you. Um, what I call it? There's only one dragon in Star House Garrett. of the House, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, not House of Dragons. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't like this Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, how many thrones they over... got on that show? Am I right? Game fight... of the Throne. They only fight over one throne on that. Like, like, come on. Yeah. What's George R. R. Martin doing? Preach, Preach um, it, Chris. I'm honestly, and and with all seriousness, I'm going to start House of the Dragon this weekend Ooh. so um uh you know but I, i'm glad to at least have like a, a fantasy show that i'm like real invested in it's been a while since i, I i've kind of wanted to watch this like this type Keep of show. Wheel of time that wasn't your uh your bag i didn't start it yet uh, that's that that and the foundation are like my next two like th- like um i guess fantasy yeah. type shows and cobra kai comes out this weekend so it's like it's gonna be a tough weekend oh, for wow me. like i don't Dude, know they really do. pump that show out man i i feel like i hear they're filming or like the season ends and they're like Dude, filming season five season. it used and to be like, like a here. year in between seasons yeah. and now it's like six months yeah cut it's that season down five i never thought they would get a youtube yeah. series strike while season they five of cobra kai um but I'm, no but it, with rings of power i'm i'm glad i i love lord of the rings it's been it's been a few years since we got any kind of um, any kind of content from them. Hope it stays that way. Um, so yeah, if we're getting five seasons of this, I'm, I I don't care if it declines at season three. I'm 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 sticking with it. I can't wait until we bully Greg into talking about this for the next uh, three episodes. I can't wait until next so. next episode. Good luck. Weekly <laughs> weekly Rings of Power uh, review. For the listeners, uh, Harry, we'll get to your final thoughts, but these guys do try to bully me. Harry was like, oh, why don't we talk about Samaritan? And I'm like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> some, I don't I've know seen enough. Is. I've seen enough. The, Red Notice and on my uh, watch list. Gray Man. I don't need any more of this dreck. Like, give me some quality content. 
What's the matter? It's the new Sylvester Stallone Amazon oh, okay, Prime movie. Stop. Stop. Okay. All right. <laughs> superhero movie. Come on, yeah. Chris. Superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the non superhero guys like let's check it out. You nerds are like, nah, I don't want to see it. How about this? I just searched for it on um on IMDb, and there were two results that came back. One was Samaritan, and you got a computer virus. <laughs> one was Samaritan, and the other one was Butt Whistle, also known as Samaritan. Okay, yeah, that one watch. at least sounds promising. I might watch that instead. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, our final thoughts on Rings of Power. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to give a shout out to the uh, director, uh, J.A. Uh, Badea, I believe. Um, he, I'm not too familiar with his work, uh, but he's done The Orphanage, uh, Monster Calls, and uh, Jurassic Fallen Kingdom. Um, and uh, I felt like he, you know, one of the interesting things I'm always intrigued by is when a show has many directors as opposed to one. Um, and as we talked about with Peter Jackson, I mean, he took the six films and, you know, I think we're all big fans of that. So I'll be really interested to see how this all melds together as we continue, because I think dropping two episodes at once was was beneficial. Um, but I'll be interested to see how the next couple episodes go when we get a new director in there, um, you know, what the future holds for it. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, but there's not like. That's why they're showrunners. Like they don't have no. It's you're, not you're like one episode is like drastically. You yeah. know. Listen, I don't think they're going to go off the rails, but it's just you know something to keep in mind. Something to keep in mind. Maybe maybe yeah, the, sure. there'll be better episodes for you, Papa. Uh, I will say I did. I don't know if you guys watched the preview for the season to come. <laughs> yep. Fully stoked for that. Uh, oh, I was. The bell rock. I was like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It uh it looks uh it looks great. I'm super excited. Again, it's it's been a while since I feel like there's been something where it's like Chris was saying, carve out your Friday night. You know, I don't know. Ain't no movies coming out. Are we going to be Dude, it's been 20 years? For... It's been like 20 years since I watched like like this is like TGIF is back. All right. OK, okay. sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I deserve that silence. <laughs> TGIF is back. How dare you compare this with. After like after the we glory. watch the episode hands, we'll hit up a TGI Fridays. Don't worry about it. So oh, there you go. Get me a babysitter. Uh, for me, for me, final thoughts on Rings of Power. Yeah, definitely like intrigued to see where it goes. And hopefully um they'll give me some stuff that I can kind of latch on to. But uh where yeah, it's it's good, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't not recommend it to somebody, but uh I personally am enjoying House of the Dragon and I enjoyed uh the sandman which is another awesome fantasy series you need to watch chris uh more than this but what about more than cobra um, kai definitely but it's good dude so what's what are they gonna spoil cobra kai here's another here's another villain from from uh the past mike barnes baby (laughs) back Uh, and hot off the presses, by the way, I literally just got this text, but, uh, what, yes, one of my friends, uh, shout out Jeff. Um, he just saw a screening of clerks three and said, if you're a fan of clerks and clerks two, this will make you laugh and make you cry and leave you feeling awesome. So very much looking forward to this. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm a fan of clerks two, but not so much clerks one. Will I still enjoy it? I don't know. Jury's out. <laughs> All right. um, Give me Jeff's number. So, I need to talk to him. Yeah. 
this is uh the end of the show um thank you so much for tim joining <laughs> right, us i know what a, oh, what what a segue thank you so much for having me on <laughs> not a problem uh as we go around the table here tim do you have anything for the peeps anything you want to plug or any advice you wish to impart oh that's a tough one um excited to see the barbarian tomorrow in dolby Mm. yeah excited about that um i guess you know what i would like to say something i i would love if well if they did more you know obviously they had et before jaws i want to see more of that like older movies redone and imax and dolby like i'm a fan now i know not everybody's gonna go pay money to do that but for me like i love it but then again i'm a Lover. Oh, I absolutely will. Hey, you so, you and I saw Close Encounters a yes. couple years ago. Yeah, that was that great. Was the first time uh, I ever jealous. saw it. Absolutely. And I think uh, the uh, they, they did that for uh, Raiders a couple years yeah. before that. I remember seeing Raiders again. Like, I love that. More of that. For sure. Okay. okay. Spielberg's mm-hmm. best movie. Thank you, sir. Uh, hands, anything for the peeps? Uh, if you want to watch the movie that we just talked about, Butt Whistle, it's on Tubi, um, which I don't know if. <laughs> if you have access to that um but it's it's there. just out of curiosity what's the rating on that um 4.1 <laughs> out of 10 no 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 the, the no. mpaa rating <laughs> i think it's like a, like a legit like a like a rated r it's okay. just, uh not it's not rated not rated i'm sorry okay so uh, viewer discretion advised yes please yeah. <laughs> when we talk about our, on our after dark episode i'll review it <laughs> right yeah. uh anything else for the peeps that is it thank you for listening tim thank you for joining uh oh thank you so much for having me on it's it's been fun to have you on we always you know me and you have very uh clashing opinions sometimes but i'm I'm glad that we were able to at least get on and and talk about some things it's what i one of the things i love about you chris i know oh (laughs) anything for the peeps yeah um thanks for listening guys uh really excited uh hopefully we'll be talking about uh rings of uh rings of power again soon um you know we have the re-release of avatar speaking of what tim was mentioning so i'm excited to check that out we got avatar 2 in december oh yeah Uh, you know can't can't forget to plug it um I'm wearing a tuxedo and, uh, on that night, like that. Yeah, like whenever, whatever episode we cover, like I'm getting all decked out. I'm having like champagne. <laughs> Can you imagine it's, it's gonna be sure. like going your wedding. Like, come all in. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I think honestly, Chris, <laughs> is it a prom tonight? Go, yeah, I don't yeah. think you go tuxedo, Chris. I think you go full blue. I think you go full Arrested Development, painting yourself. Yes, blue. yes. I'll. You know what? Let's do it, baby. Let's do One it, Hondo. I will. I will. I will dress up as a Navi with with blue face paint. On the gotta get the ponytail too, all of it. Long hair, wig. I was growing out with the bald spot here. You see the bald spot and just the. Uh, Let let those locks flow, baby. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't have much for the peeps. Thank you guys for joining us. I, as always, I appreciate it. Be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, all of that good stuff. But most importantly, as always, please remember to live spicy. Spicy.